Welcome to the Daily Horror Habit Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Krieger, bringing you daily reviews of currently streaming horror movies for your twisted pleasure. Be aware that these reviews may include mild spoilers. And as always, I hope you enjoy. As far as horror remakes and reboots go, I'm all for them. There's nothing more exciting than when a talented director is given the keys to an established IP, bringing to life old horrors in new and exciting ways. Case in point, I was sold on 2020's reboot of The Grudge based off of Nicholas Pesha's involvement. I should mention, I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of The Grudge films. I enjoyed the original 2002 Japanese horror classic Jew on The Grudge, but the numerous American adaptations did little for me. But I am a fan of Pesha's highly disturbing 2016 film, The Eyes of My Mother. Interlacing family drama with disturbing visuals to the degree I almost fast-forwarded through a scene or two. This left me eagerly anticipating his first foray with an established series. Especially one such as The Grudge, which has seemingly unlimited supernatural potential. Though, what I wanted, and what we actually received, doesn't feel truly indicative of Pesha's ability to tell truly disturbing horror stories. The Grudge is currently streaming on Video On Demand. I rented it for a dollar on Prime Video, and honestly, not to heap on criticism too early, but I wish I'd saved my buck. Described by Pesh as a side sequel to the 2004 American reboot occurring both before and after that film. That doesn't really make a lot of sense, so allow me to explain. The Grudge's narrative approach is an ambitious one, though it quickly falls apart and feels overly convoluted. The narrative follows rookie detective Muldoon, played by Andrea Riseborough, who is investigating a bizarre murder in 2006. She learns that that particular murder is tied to several other strange killings linked to a haunted house in the area. Now, in theory, this is a strong way to impress upon the viewer that the grudge's haunting is an unrelenting presence, always waiting in the shadows for the next person to cross the threshold of its haunted house entrance. And that's where the narrative being ambitious ends, and the jumbled and convoluted execution begins. The film opens in 2004, with a woman leaving the haunted house in Japan, which is the basis for the original grudge film. She returns to America and brings with her the spirit, which causes her to kill her family. Shortly after, another couple becomes involved with the home, and the spirit latches onto them, resulting in their deaths. We then fast forward to 2005, where a new elderly couple has moved in, and you can see where this is going. Detective Muldoon enters the haunted home while investigating the most recent bizarre death, which results in the spirit latching onto her, and she begins to experience strange visions of the dead, much like all the previous victims did. Woof, that was a lot. And while I actually dig the idea of this approach, the handling of it is so needlessly convoluted that it completely falls apart for me. These timelines jump so sporadically that you can not only easily become lost in the film's timeline, but I found that it completely neutered the grudge's ability to craft any sort of investment in these characters. It also undercuts the tension of the film, which, as you guessed, is incredibly problematic. Segments with characters can be so brief as the film prepares to jump to another storyline that scares feel rushed and rarely have much payoff. The jumpy nature of its narrative also does a disservice to the film's surprisingly stacked cast, starring John Cho, Betty Glippen, Lynn Shaynes, and Frankie Faison, all of these characters' performances feel interrupted as a time jump occurs just as they're getting warmed up. Christ, this movie must have been an absolute nightmare to edit. Though, the film's larger problem is, frankly, it just isn't scary. I know Pesh is capable of more, and perhaps if I wasn't a fan of his, I would be able to excuse some of the more underwhelming scares. Irregardless, the fact remains that the grudge is chock full of half-baked and predictable jump scares. We're talking early 2000s, can't go 15 minutes without something jumping at the viewer. And even then, 15 minutes might be generous. There are one or two scares that I found to be legitimately unsettling, mostly revolving around Lin Shay's underutilized performance as a dementia-riddled woman that is both heartbreaking and terrifying. 
There are so few instances of original scares or some defining trait that separates this film from past entries in the series that the entire thing comes off as rather dull. Which, if I'm being honest, is almost worse than if it were a bad film, given it feels a tad insulting. It's been how many years since the last Grudge film? So the idea that audiences were clamoring for more of the same, and not nearly executed on as well as the past films have, speaks to the very underwhelming reboot that we received. Given how underwhelming and boring a majority of the scares are, it's pretty annoying how strong the film's final scare is. Unfolding within the blink of an eye in just a minute or two, it fully captures the dread and terror that the grudge should represent. When it comes to a horror film, if your story and scares are both lacking, what are you really left with? It's a shame that the scares and narrative overall are lacking, as I actually really dug Andrea Riseborough's performance as a woman struggling to retain her sanity on top of juggling a personal loss and being a single mother. And yet, just as we're getting to know her better, or she has some sort of character development, the film jumps to another timeline, which kills the overall pacing. The Grudge is an example of a film critics largely panned, and yet it made around $50 million off of a $10 million budget. It shows that despite its quality, an audience showed up for a series they're invested in. And to be fair, I'm sure diehard fans of this series will get more out of this than I did. For as underwhelming as I found it scares to be, it's hard to classify it as bad or atrocious as some have stated. It's just insultingly dull. I suppose though who enjoy barrages of jump scares will get something out of this that I certainly did not. And unfortunately, I think dull is the only way to describe the Grudge reboot. The narrative route that Pesh attempted to tackle had promise, but the execution resulted in a convoluted mess that kills any and all momentum between its numerous timelines. I could only recommend this to diehard, and I mean diehard fans of the Grudge series, as otherwise, there are countless better options out there. For example, go watch Pesh's The Eyes of My Mother to see the kinds of disturbing horror that he's actually capable of, because the Grudge is certainly not a strong example of what he is capable of. And that'll do it for another episode of Daily Horror Habit. I'll see you guys soon for another Daily Horror Movie Review. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Daily Horror Habit podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to Daily Horror Habit on your preferred streaming service. And follow at Daily Horror Habit on Instagram or at Daily Horror Pod on Twitter.